Welcome back to Bricks and Banner, the show with real talk from the custom Lego community. I'm your host, Billy, and today we have on a man whose follower count knows no bounds. You may know him for his figure posts, his mocks, or maybe his historical insights, but today we will be diving deep with the Brick Man as he reveals the truth behind his page's success. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with Martin, a.k.a. the Brick Man. And here we are with the Brick Man on uh, Instagram, a.k.a. Martin. How are you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You were one of the first people who like kind of messaged me to try and get on the podcast, and I was like, "No, Martin, stay away. I'm not. Gi- I'm not giving you more publicity." But um, <laughs> it's actually going to be awesome to have you on. And you were one of the people I had in mind just because of your big following base, which we're definitely going to get into here. But uh, before that, I'd love to just talk about your start in the community, how you got interested in Lego military at all. For sure, for sure. So. Uh, it started back in 2015. Uh, that's when I found the Brickmania website. Oh, I'm yeah. sure most listeners here uh, know who Brickmania is. If you don't, they're just like a massive Lego military uh, company that, that uh, sells kits and figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I randomly found them on, on Google. I'm not sure how. I was just watching uh, J- oh, J- I was watching JS Lego Masters uh, stop motions. And I think someone mm-hmm. commented like Brickmania or something. Um, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So I bought a couple sets, extremely expensive, but, uh, yeah, bought a couple. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went on their website and I saw, uh, world war brick in Anaheim, California. I live mm-hmm. in, uh, Los Angeles. So not right. that far away from me. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. I want to go to a Lego convention, specifically military stuff. I think that's, that'd be awesome. So I went there brought my first ever mock it was uh oh i don't know it was some some pacific uh battle i i, I kind of forgot uh I, i'm not even sure if i have any pictures of it it was a while ago but i didn't know anyone in the community but that was my first time seeing other people's builds and stuff like that now moving forward two more years because so, after that well, you yeah. just jumped right into the deep end like first exposure to the military world and you're like man I'm just going to go to a convention. Is that how it kind of played uh, out? Yeah. I mean, because I, I was looking for uh, kids to buy on the Brickmania website. And then I noticed they had like a tab saying World War Brick. So I just randomly clicked on it. And then it said, oh, in Anaheim in like a month. So I was like, oh, wow. Wow. That's really awesome. And yeah, but how long were you yeah. interested in Lego? Like prior to that, just like played with it as a kid and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a. Uh, it's been throughout my whole childhood. Like I've only asked for Lego basically every Christmas, for, like the last since I was like six. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah Anyways, so, like, two years later. Well, yeah. So yeah, t- uh, fast forward. So basically, I went to that convention and I was like, "All right, that's cool." But then I, I still didn't know about Flickr and Instagram. Well, I guess Instagram was wasn't really that popular at the time, but I I still didn't really know about that that much stuff or the whole community aspect. So the next two years, I just continued to like make mocks here and there and buy more brick mania kits. Uh, <laughs> and in 2017, I found um, two uh, mock contests on YouTube. They're actually the members or the people who hosted those contests are still around, I think. Um, one of the guys was, is called uh, Maniac Bricks. And then the other guy uh, is War Bricks. 
I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say it. <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was, but I've heard somebody else mentioning like that was a big turning point for them was when Peter made that contest too. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, I won Maniac Bricks contest and I think I won War Bricks. Uh, not, I'm not sure, but basically I won those. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I looked at the comments and there were like a bunch of other people with like, you know, military figure profile picture so it's like there must be some kind of community behind this mm. and uh warbrooks i won't say his real name i guess uh he kind of like messaged me saying hey your builds are really good and and i think we kind of just like started talking and start he started introducing me to some of his buddies uh like uh spiky guy yep. <laughs> and uh actually uh california compliant you know the one of the guys he had previously yep short uh, alex yeah <laughs> yeah uh and and we were actually like a like a like a skype group chat and we group you know did calls all the time and stuff like that and then through that i made my Flickr account for the first time uh back in like so it was july of 2017 that was when i made my very first community lego military post uh so yeah and then from there it just kind of it just grew from there <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that's basically how I started. Yeah, that's awesome. And at what point did you make a, an Instagram page? So I can just check. I believe it was because I still have my very first post. It was uh, August third, twenty seventeen. So actually, not that it was about a, a couple of months after my first Flickr post. Mm. Yeah, that's a it's a really sweet start into the community. Like just going straight into the deep end and then finding Flickr like this backwards way it's kind of wild and and winning contests to get you into it it's, it's not right, right no definitely winning the contest kind of like made me engage and want to like learn more not saying if i didn't win i wouldn't do that but it definitely like made right. me interested yeah yeah it was just an extra incentive like whoa like what's this right but yeah that's great and so on instagram now you have quite a large following um, which I know you're going to want to shed some light on here. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know where to go just to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That works. Uh, so how many followers you got right now? Let's start there. Uh, let me, cause I have my account on my phone. I have 18,441, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, but it's fluctuated a lot. I'll get, I'll get into that. So basically, uh, the first year or two, I would say, in the community, I had no, I like, I just had no interest of gaining followers. To be honest, I just posted content. I was building a lot of mocks. To be, to be honest, I really focused on like working on my, uh, you know, my mock skills and just making good look, like posts I enjoyed posting. You know, stuff like that. I wasn't really into yeah. the figures as much as I was now. Yeah, you had a lot now, of great but... mocks. Thanks, and you've been. Um... You had collaborated with a few people at Brick Fair that won an award as well, like. Right, right. I'll get into that, but uh, basically, it was my senior year of high school because I'm I'm 20 right now, uh, so I was around I was 18, and um, how did this happen? <laughs> so I think I was in Global Econ with a couple of my really close friends, and one of my close friends, um, Pierce. Shout out Pierce. Uh, my buddy Pierce has this, he's British and he has this rugby account on Instagram at the mm -hmm. time. And he had around 20,000 followers. But 
uh, he just was like reposting, uh, you know, professional rugby content. And he was really into gaining followers as fast as he could and, and posting as much as he could. So he saw my account and was like, wow, you don't have that many followers. I can, I can fix that. I can help you. I was like, wait, what do you mean? I think I have a lot. And at the time I had like 2,500. That was yeah, just that's, solely. That's pretty me. solid. I, I, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, just for posting what I, what I thought was interesting um, and didn't really care about followers at the time. But anyways, he, uh, he he basically <laughs> I guess I don't know if this is exposing myself, but uh he 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 showed me what follow for follow is mm. on Instagram. And I, I honestly had no idea what any of this stuff was. I just did it for like the art uh perspective, I guess, not the numbers. Uh and he basically told me, you know, for follow for follow, the way how that works is you'd want to go on a one of the biggest pages of your category. So I found this page called Warlord Lego, which is actually I talked to him a little bit. Uh, he's a, just a dude in Moscow who just reposts other Lego creations. And I mm-hmm. think he has over like 110,000 followers. Um, but I knew he, all his fan base was Lego related. Uh, so I would go to his like recent posts and go to the likes of those recent posts and then follow the people of those recent, you know, of the people who liked that his most recent post. Right. And that actually worked pretty well. Uh, I probably gained, I probably got to like 5,000, 6,000 from just doing that. And then I would just unfollow them later on. And mo- honestly, no one really caught that. I don't think anyone really knew that. Uh, a funny story about that. I don't know at what point it was, if it was one of the first times or towards the later. You must have went through my recent likes and stuff. And you ended up following and unfollowing my girlfriend. And she sends me a screenshot like, why is this Lego boy... <laughs> following my account now and i'm like i have no idea <laughs> okay <laughs> i think i remember that now because you you dm me that and yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. Oh, oh shoot i'm gonna I'm about to be exposed um yeah no, I, I definitely did that because i saw that i'm not sure I, when you got reposted from or on uh csgo's page yeah. yeah yeah i like took i tried to take that uh, to my advantage, it was a douchebag <laughs> move. Like I'll be honest, it was a douchebag move. But um, I don't know. I kind of admire the uh, looking out there because I wouldn't have considered like someone else getting a publicity to try and ride it. I can totally see that as a jerk thing, but I respect the hustle there. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I did yeah I did, I did do that um, once or, or like maybe once or twice on one of your posts that kind of like exploded or gone you know got explored. I'll I'll admit that. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I got to 6,000, um, and I'm trying to remember, cause this was kind of like a while, it was about a year and a half ago, like around then, to, around, you know, 2019, somewhere in 2019. Uh, and I, and what happened? What happened? So that your mic's still a little fall, muffly. Oh no. Oh good. really? Okay. Okay. I just got to face the, my computer then. Um, yeah, it's good right now. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what happened. Um, oh, yeah. So then I told my friend about it. I, you know, I told, wow, it's working. It's working really well. But mm-hmm. occasionally I would just get like, you know, because sometimes I would request people. I'd request to follow some people, some r- random people, and they would accept it, you know, like months later. So I would just like casually have to unfollow these random people. Yeah. And it got really annoying. So I wanted to try to find a better way of doing that. Uh, and he told me, why don't you, uh, look at 
I really don't remember how that started, to be honest, but I somehow got um, motivated to uh, do, you know, look at, look at shout outs and, and, and different meme pages and, and history related pages. Yeah. Or just, yeah, look at other pages that have a similar niche group to, to my content. So I DM'd, honestly, I've probably DM'd like 80 to 90% of all the history accounts on Instagram. I'll have to admit. Wow. Like, yeah. And there, and like, that might be a lot. Like, well, that's, a, no, that's probably a lot, but it's really actually not that many. I mean, since it's like really niche. not. Yeah. Yeah. They're really yeah. not that many. And plus I'd only DM them if they probably had around 10,000 or more followers. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there really aren't that many, but I DM'd all them and I asked them basically, I mean, yeah, there's not really any, you know, interesting. I did, I just DM them, you know, for how, how much a shout out would be on their story. And, uh, and it, I got a wide range of prices. Um, I always looked at engagement on those accounts because uh, if you want to get a promotion or a shout out from someone else, you would want, you would want them to have a good engagement, you know, above uh, like 15%, I think is really good on Instagram. I pers- I think I, I have like 19% on my account. I calculated that like a couple months ago. I was just curious. Uh, but there are, yeah, because there are a lot of uh, accounts on Instagram that, you know, offer paid promotions, but have probably, you know, 100,000 plus followers and only get 2,000 plus likes. Right. <laughs> so I, I, sometimes I would just DM them like, hey, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't really, DM, I just, I, I could tell like their account went through some kind of shadow ban process, which I think mine did as well, but we can get into that later on. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyways, I found a couple history accounts, one history account that really worked for my page that kind of, uh, uh, really made my page explode pretty fast was called uh, History Cool Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on on Instagram, no spaces, just History Cool Kids. Uh, I know the person who runs it. I I've talked to them, talked to he or she uh, a lot, and uh, uh, her original price was like three hundred dollars. Oh man, they have sto- over a million followers. That's wild. Yeah, and she she I think she follows me. Um, not to flex of course yeah yeah she does follow you uh and basically her fan base is really loyal and she has great engagement um it's it's a great account too like i highly recommend following it if you're just interested in random historical facts um and basically yeah i paid for a couple story promotions from her account and at the time this was when i was at a different university taking figure posts uh in my dorm room actually uh just for fun and i was doing it like every week or so once a week and that's you know mixed with her promotions and my consistent posting it really started to 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 grow pretty fast i I remember at one like one week i had probably like sixteen thousand profile visits um which was really good like and i think i had like eleven thousand followers so i had a significant more amount of profile visits than fall, which is pretty rare. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was definitely a lot of money. It's just, do you want me to disclose how much I, I've spent? I mean, I can. If you'd like to, sure. All right. I Because um, I feel like some people are definitely curious. I don't know. I've, I'm I've curious. probably spent <laughs> upwards of, uh, uh, honestly, yeah, honestly, probably upwards of $700. Um, wow. Yeah. And I'll be honest. At the time when it was really growing and I was getting on the explore page probably 
for 20 posts in a row. Uh, mm. it, it was awesome. It was, I, I felt so up there. Like I felt like, wow, I'm really getting big. Like I, I'm growing the community. Um, and it was great. But then I took like a, a break for not posting about eight months and that really kind of killed it all. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've learned a lot through doing all that though. Um, but at the same time, I, I do work. Like, I, I, I don't, my parents don't just give me money and like, here, go spend that much money. Like, I, I, I use the money from like my previous minimum wage jobs just to spend on this because I didn't really have anything to spend. Like, I just wanted to try it out. And I feel like I was really the only person in the community who, who actually cared about growing as much as I did. And my purpose. Uh, really wasn't just to grow myself, like just my own account and my own content, because I don't even mm. think my own content these days is that good at all. Uh, I think my my content uh, peaked probably right before I started doing all the follower stuff, uh, <laughs> because I prioritized the follower stuff over actual content. Um, but uh, I, I just did it just to grow the community in general, because I do shout out posts, you know, other people's content that I like, and. Yeah. Uh, those, you know, people do click on the tags like I put in my story. So I, I, I do try to grow it, the community as a whole. And I can get into that later on because I, I was trying to, you know, do some big deals with a couple of YouTubers, um, just try to promote it as much as I can. Because I think the stuff we do is so, um, is so unique compared to any other hobby uh, that, I, that I've seen or know of. And I just, I just think more people should be aware of it. Now, I will say I've talked about this with other people and some people just like that it's a smaller community, you know, and, it, and mm -hmm. that kind of and if, if it becomes too mainstream, then it might you know just kind of ruin the whole you know, secret kind of like a military right? aspect. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I can understand that. But at like the same time, I've, I value the same thing as you is trying to grow and expand the community. And that's exactly what I've been focusing on so much the past couple months with like a the podcast or join the brick nerd team to try and expose it there like i'm really trying to find ways to just not have this community stagnate and to continue seeing it grow and prosper so i i really appreciate from your perspective what you did there and uh i, I would totally say at the time i thought it was more of a selfish and kind of cocky um thing like that's how you were perceived by me and i feel like a lot of other people in the community at yep, the time yep yep and i mean no matter what like i'd hung out with you at cons and talked to you i know you're really a nice dude and i've always enjoyed talking with you about stuff but um yeah it just it, it was different it, i for a while there i felt not like you were part of the lego community anymore and you were kind of just trying to grow into this other thing instead you know right right i think yeah like you said a lot of i think a lot of people thought that uh so i just wanted to make it clear um and i and i uh, by the way i love the podcast i, lo I love this whole you <laughs> thank know, you I, I think i think you know this is a different way of, of growing the community in itself and that's why i wanted to be on it to be honest uh yeah i'm so really anyway, glad to have you yeah thank you thank you um so what was I saying? <laughs> I was talking, uh, growing. Yeah, sorry, I totally derailed you there, but <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so anyways, uh, I got some shouts from a couple, you know, big accounts, like, you know, in, in the million follower range. Uh, 
And yeah, I would say, yeah, I don't know if you, when I posted the, the Yalta conference with Lego Stalin. Uh, oh yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. That post uh, is, is also, is my biggest post, but that post definitely like, I probably gained like 3000 followers from after posting that in, in probably three days. It was nuts. Yeah. It was, I, I, I did not think a Lego cow could do that. But anyways, a side story of the whole Lego Stalin thing, because I don't think a lot of people know this, um, you know, because no one has no one really made Lego Stalin at the time before mm-hmm. I posted that. I mean, to my knowledge, I don't think anyone did. And so I basically I DM'd uh, E.K. Johnson, you know. Um, yeah. K-Town Bricks. Yeah. Yeah. And he like recently started his business and, and he was doing commissions. So it's like, hey, can you make me a Lego Stalin? And he's like, oh, sure. And he made one. And then he actually made, I think, like 20 or so and put them on his website. And they all sold out. So it was a great wow. investment for him. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I'm looking at the figure later, now. It's actually super well done. Like it came out really nice. Yeah. It's, uh, and I, I love, love this. I love his, uh, his digital printing work's been really solid. You can't say that for many printers, um, but his stuff's been really good. I wish I got my hands on some of it yet, but none of the themes have totally appeal to what i would use it for but uh anyway sorry <laughs> no it's yeah, it's fine i i yeah i completely i like the simplistic look to it uh but it was just funny because i remember i think a couple either a month i don't know how it probably a couple of months later <laughs> the minifig co made their own oh version. i'm so surprised <laughs> yeah and I, I i guarantee you it was because they saw him you know ethan doing it so. absolutely <laughs> It wouldn't be the first thing they copied from K Town specifically, so. Exactly, but I could be completely wrong on this because I don't. I don't really know. There might be someone back in like 2012 that made one. Who knows? Right. Who knows? So yeah, that's kind of like the the major scoop uh, behind the whole follower thing. I still, you know, I do. I do uh, you know, some of those really big history accounts really do like the community and and my content, and uh, and they would have never known about it if I didn't DM them. So yeah, there's there is sure. that. So uh that that was really the whole story behind the promotion stuff. Um and then I tried to like my then the same dude, you know, uh Pierce was like, you should make merchandise because he started making rugby <laughs> merchandise for his account. Right. Um so yeah, I was I was definitely influenced, you know. Um <laughs> did and, his merch sell well at least? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> it did not but we were just being creative we just wanted to change the and, and then i i uh i think what's his name i've kane something oh I, i'm sorry i don't remember your at but he's a great artist on instagram i basically came up with the idea of making like these propaganda posters uh into lego themes yeah uh versions because i don't think i've ever seen that before and i think the idea is cool uh, and then I basically just DM'd uh, some artists I found on Instagram and I had him uh, actually, you know, make it for me. Uh, and I paid him like, I don't know, 30 bucks. Uh, nice. I may, I've sold a solid five items. Hey, <laughs> oh, that's oh, something. Yes. So, but you've spawned countless memes. So, I mean, that was worth it. <laughs> Roll up the Brick Fair and the Brick Man merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I also was kind of like one of the first in the community to do that. Um, maybe yeah, not. I mean, maybe not. But I don't. I the, beyond like actual custom stores and stuff like that, I don't think there really is anyone at all doing a uh, merch like that. 
Maybe more on the YouTube side of things. I'm not sure. Right. Right. But yeah. Soon enough, I'll have my own merch line. We'll see. (laughs) Let's go. I mean, hey, I mean, go for it. I don't don't think there's any problem. I will give you one. Just one tip is uh, I wouldn't do it through Teespring. That's kind of like the. Oh, really? Why not? Because they take, I think, 15% of your sales. And um, I've heard that like when people want to buy merch, they, they would prefer to have it be from an actual website like the teespring in mm. the url kind of like lowers the lowers the the value or not uh, as a consumer i kind of agree with that i don't really go through there or like Redbubble kind of stuff yeah um because then a, it also requires you to um actually get it made in advance so right right there yeah it definitely is more complicated not going that route but uh just just there's an account called Stan's gulag camp um <laughs> no spaces it's a history meme account great guy uh talked talked to him a lot he was also one of the guys who helped me grow a lot and he has a simple he has an interesting merchandise thing i know that he makes a good amount of money from his merchandise and he didn't follow the teespring route he followed the route where you it's somewhat somewhat related to drop shipping in a way where mm. he like bought his own URL and uh, you know, designed his own website. And, um, and I, I really don't know how he got the products he has, but there's some method. Yeah. I'm looking that. through it right now. Yeah. Just all uh, commie communist Soviet union kind of merchandise. Some of it's pretty funny actually. Yeah. And it works perfectly for his account, you know? Cause so, it, you know, it it can work. It can work. There are uh, correct alternatives for all that. But anyways, yeah, I just rambled. A lot it, it's an interesting world. No, no, no. I love it. It's really an interesting world of uh, trying to monetize content creation, especially in the world when so many people want to just kind of get it all for free. And, it, and it's weird to even break into trying to monetize stuff when it's more of a hobby thing that is all just like, free <laughs> like i don't know right. like to get trying to do uh, a patreon for the my podcast because it's it is costing me money every month to host i don't mind like i knew that was my investment going into things um and that's just what i wanted to do i want to pursue it for myself and be able to share with everyone so i'm totally fine taking that on but not that it's difficult or anything but i don't know i think it's a weird dynamic when you start asking people for money and a hobby you love you know Right, right. But you, I mean, you have your Patreon. I mean, everyone who's listening should should definitely. Uh, yeah, everyone go check out the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get met- better rewards there so that um, people are more interested. I'm thinking at the five dollar tier, I might have like an extra thirty minutes of content or something from each episode. We'll see. Awesome, awesome. Like recently, uh, who was it? I was on a, some random YouTuber's live stream, and. Mm-hmm. I did buy like the $5 super chat and I was curious, like if he actually would look at my account and he did on his live stream and there were like 20,000 people watching. So like, you know, small things like that, you know, couldn't work. I, that's an interesting angle. I haven't seen stuff like that. Yeah, I got, um, well, this actually is pretty recent, but I got in contact with, do you know the yes theory YouTube channel? Yes. Oh my God. I love yes theory. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I DM their manager 
because uh, they the, their manager also runs Airac. You, you know Airac's YouTube channel? Um, no, I don't actually. Okay, well, it's a small YouTube channel. They they like were stranded on island until they got a million subscribers or something like that. Oh, huh, uh, that's neat. Okay. But yeah, I came across it through one of their live streams, and I just randomly DM'd him like, "Hey, would you be interested in a Lego collaboration?" And he responded back a week later. <laughs> did not think he was going to respond back either, uh, but he did. He said, "You know, love that idea. Uh, can you make Lego Airac, which is like one of the one of his other content creators uh, that he yeah. runs?" And obviously, I don't custom make figures, but right. I did hit up some of the some of the other guys. Uh, I won't, you know, I won't say who, but. Uh, hopefully hopefully they're working on it and i'm sure if they actually made a good you know figure of 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 him he could maybe you know put it on his in one of his youtube videos for like 10 seconds and say hey go check out the lego military community i think like that would be so cool because millions of people watch their videos so yeah. it's just yeah that's stuff really like interesting that. yeah no it's a smart thing the um one recently like that was um parker i don't know if you know him pk like custom lego he had made um, a custom Adam Savage figure and sent it over to him. Or actually, I, I don't even know if I can't remember if he met him in person and gave it to him or whatever the case was. But um, Adam Savage, if you're unaware of him, he loves Lego as well. So he had made like a whole spotlight of it on his YouTube channel and stuff. And it's reoccurred like a couple times. It's, it's pretty sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. I, he's made a couple of Lego videos on his YouTube channel. Yeah, he was the Mythbuster dude. I never watched Mythbusters, but I absolutely love him as a person now, just through the YouTube channel and having like that maker space that he has just to do anything he wants. That's that's my dream. That's my dream right there. Right, right. Yeah. So there's yeah, that. So yeah, there's another example of someone else in the community doing yeah. that. Not not directed to the military community, but custom customizing as a whole, which is awesome. Right, right. Which kind of leads into. The bigger stuff, which I would say is military, but uh, hmm. it depends. It depends. Uh, yeah, so that's that that's about the whole story behind all of that. I let me think if there's anything else. Uh, there are definitely some scammers out there, uh, which I <laughs> they won't give you the shout out. out. Yep, yep. That's ridiculous. Uh, didn't get. I I, I technically. Like I got my money back, but mm -hmm. yeah, they literally tried to just take my money, <laughs> which is uh, sucks. I won't say they're at. I mean, it doesn't really matter anyways. But you just gotta be cautious if you do, do start doing that stuff. You know, never send money on PayPal through friends and friends, uh, friends and family because that's not protected. Yeah, so unless you trust the person. But right, it is right. a good uh, good info to have out there. Right, but the. Honestly, you digging into the whole Instagram self-promotion side of things was really fascinating. Um, and I think just everyone in the community that kind of knows of your page has witnessed that growth and seen it all go on. But to know the like ins and outs of everything that was going on is it's super fascinating. I really. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it. You know, it is a lot of money <laughs> looking back <laughs> on it. But uh, I would have never, I mean, I would have never had that experience. I mean, and also my account isn't done. Like I'm still trying to post content. It's just kind of hard now because of, uh, of, of university stuff and right. um, just busy a lot.
as a little side story, speaking of university, uh, the Lego community definitely made an impact on uh, where I go to school now. Really? Uh, fun, yeah, little story. Uh, so I was in a Skype call with um, 10 Dinosaurs, you know, Spiky Guy and Warbricks, I believe. And we were just talking about random stuff. And I told them that I was interested in doing uh, majoring in architecture. Hmm. Uh, so 10 Dinosaurs told me that there's another guy who's, all, who's an architecture student uh, who goes for uh, who goes by Intense Potato on Flickr. Yep, Toby. Uh, or to- or, He's the yeah, or Toby, exactly. Uh, during my first year, and I was really interested in going somewhere else. <laughs> Did not <laughs> like it there. So, but he was go- he goes to I don't know. Should I say he goes I, to no. a school school in uh, New York? Yeah, and, that's that's all. <laughs> Let's keep it. Yeah, up. and. Uh, we talked about architecture back and forth and he told me to apply and I did and I got in and here I am now living with him in New York. What? Yeah. Wait, you're uh, in New York right now? No, no, but well, <laughs> I was, I was all semester, but, um, dude, like we right should have hung out. What the hell? Oh, I didn't know you were in. Oh yeah, for sure. I used to live in New York my whole life. I'm in PA now, but, um, dude, oh, yeah, no. if you come back next semester, we got to link up. For sure, yeah. We're in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm in Glendale. That's where I used to live. Oh, awesome. Glendale, yeah, Queens. Yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm going back there. Oh, probably the audio is cutting out. I'm going yeah, back yeah. there in a week because school starts. But anyways, he, he's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna make I, this happen. We'll we'll link for sure. So yeah, you got sure. you and uh, Toby are just chilling in a an apartment now. Yeah, and with another guy uh, named Steve, you shout out Steve, uh, and also Logan Lego lives, you know, goes to school there too. So I know Toby and Logan hang out. Oh, anyways, wow. wait, yeah. Logan's in New York now too? What? Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> transferred. He he also transferred to a school in New York, which is kind of that's funny. wild. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. So if I essentially, you know, I don't think this would have happened if someone didn't tell me of. Toby, because I literally yeah. did not know who he was until that conversation happened about architecture in the language. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a there's a big impact. So there's a there's just an, an example of what he can do. That that's really amazing. So all in all, after all the follower shenanigans for what is it like a year or so, maybe like really go chasing after that. Yeah, yeah, a, a solid year. Yeah. The um. How do you feel about Lego as a whole and the community? How has it affected you and your love for the hobby? So, well, it definitely affected me in the school sense because of that example. Uh, in general, I think the community, um, <laughs> to be honest, I've, I've kind of talked to, I've been talking to less and less people in the community, but I still try to just look at other people's content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are some droughts at times where people just kind of don't really post builds, but that's probably because of school. Uh, yeah. But there, you know, there's the the people who who make the mocks that I like still post quite a lot. Uh, well, at times, and uh, I will say it definitely changed my uh, perspective when I met a bunch of people in person, including yourself uh, at Brick Fair, which we can we yeah. can go into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how was that for you? So Brick Fair, Virginia, 2019, uh, my first Brick Fair. How it started was basically, I think, back in March of 2019. I think it was March. 
I was in a, I was just invited in like a random group chat with, uh, you know, uh, Fury. Uh, I won't say their names, I guess. Uh, Fury, uh, Stud Muffin Builds, Amaze Bricks, and Ship Raider. And mm-hmm. uh, Koshe, however, you know. Yeah, Koshe, like Hunter. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they just like, hey, do you want to join our collab? I think that's how it started. I, I don't remember. And I was like, sure. Well, why not? Because they liked my terrain box at the time. And uh, we dabbled through a lot of different themes. Uh, the Mongolian invasion was definitely not the first theme we, we talked about. We probably spent around three months just brainstorming different ideas and making layouts just for fun. Um, you know, it wasn't daily, like, response. Yeah, 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 but, but things were mulling over, you know. Right, right. Like, once every week or so, we would just, have, like, propose a different idea. Uh, and then, finally, in June, it was getting kind of close to the convention, so yeah. we decided to do uh, the Mongolian invasion of Japan in 1274. Uh, I don't think anyone – I don't think I've ever said that to someone, and they've said, oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember learning that in history class. So that was kind of the, I think that was a main, one of the main points of doing it was just try to cover a topic that most people aren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who made the layout, but someone made a layout for it and we kind of divided into each section. Hunter kind of left and uh, joined someone else's collab. So it was basically us five now. And we divided into five sections um, and then we kind of like periodically throughout the summer, we just took pictures of our, of our section, our, you know, plates and, uh, and, and give us, and we gave each other feedback on what to change and stuff like that. And then when we got to the convention, we put it all together. Unfortunately, some parts did not align. So we had to rebuild <laughs> stuff, which I remember like one, the first day of the convention, we were building till like two in the morning. Oh um, man. But it was a great time. And you know, that's where that's where I met you, and I were, that's where I met a lot of people in the Lego community. So yeah. I even won. got to pose some. Yeah, you guys won. I got to pose the figures on an award-winning mock at Brick Fair. I'm I'm honored, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was uh, it was uh, it was it wasn't Fury's first uh, Brick Fair, but uh, the other three, including me, uh, that was our first ever Brick Fair convention. I think I think it was even some of their first. I think. Maybe one of the guys. It was one of their first ever Lego conventions in general. Wow, so, that's awesome. So just like having a successful collab and then winning and then getting interviewed by Beyond the Brick definitely uh, boosted my confidence and like wanted to just kind of like stay in the community. Like it was, it was, it was awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And the Beyond the Brick interview was awesome too. Thank you. Yeah, I like remember you were like standing right there. Yeah, you were standing behind them while they were filming us. So we were all <laughs> so <laughs> nervous. <laughs> yeah we were just like shaking because we're like oh wow we're actually gonna like be on this <laughs> uh so it was cool and then half a year later we were actually able to see the interview but <laughs> the anticipation right. was there right to take a while to take a while but we had some other great moments like the laser tag oh my god that was so fun oh that was, was wild. Like 30 dudes from the lego convention to show up and i remember there were like 15 or 20 girls and they had no idea we just kind of like stormed in <laughs> and then we just i think they played with us and it was just it was hilarious um, that laser tag like the actual facility sucked but being it with everybody it made it a really great time like, right right exactly exactly uh yeah there's so many shenanigans your your sig fig just getting absolutely violated just 
chicken nugget and uh, what that yeah i'm not what, really sure what, what the sick the... thing did not go through that event was nuts yeah, I'm not sure what the motive was for all of that, <laughs> but basically <laughs> my sig fig just kind of went missing for like four days and then I randomly found it on my table like the day before, you know, the day, uh, the last day of the convention. So Sticky, was, battered, and bruised just. Yeah. <laughs> um, Going back, so. you mentioned that a, a main motivator for you guys to do that mock was how nobody knew of its knew of it historically and its its significance all of your recent uh figure posts contain like a write-up about history how was it for you um integrating lego and history is history just like a passion of yours yeah great question so I, i'm always interested i was always i've always been interested in just you know reading articles um and and you know reading reading books about different you know historical battles uh i i was i was born in russia i was born in moscow so when i go see my family there yeah i'm yeah i'm half russian um when i go see my other half of my family in russia uh occasionally my grandpa will you know tell me some some just war stories you know he didn't fight obviously but like mm-hmm. uh his parents did and uh that definitely made an impact on my interest in, in all of it and i didn't really see that many like i know there's a lot of historical posts obviously in the community but i didn't really ever see like a, a real like historical you know paragraph just providing some context of the actual event. Um, so I, I just wanted to start doing that uh, just for fun, literally just just for the fun of it. So I, I will admit in the beginning, uh, I basically just kind of like copy and pasted, you know, the article, you know, paragraph. <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, like I'll admit, like I did that, yeah. But I, it still provided, like it's still, you know. Yeah, it was not the different. Yeah. Um, and... And then later on, I, I started just to kind of like paraphrase from a bunch of sources that I found. So mm-hmm. you won't based on your it. own knowledge. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you were even providing like uh, some really interesting reference images for a lot of your posts, which uh, had inspired me at one time to do something different and integrate multiple photos. So thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. I also didn't really see like, you know, the, the real like mix between, between uh, history and Lego, like yes, we may, you know, there are companies that make these parts, but I never actually saw like a side by side picture of like this event in real life, and then a Lego version, you know. And yeah, so I just totally. wanted to incorporate that aspect as well. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. I'm not a I'm not a history major, you know. This isn't something I, I want it, to. It's just it's just a hobby, you know. I mean, you don't have to read the text either. I know, like some people claim, like why why bother do it i guess but i think it's just important just for fun yeah do it for yourself i'll be honest i don't read the text but um (laughs) yeah it was just fine like you don't have to yeah it's just it's just like an added note if if you're interested and what you're looking at you know yeah yeah that's really cool i got a question from somebody on instagram um what's your favorite era to build in or let you could even go beyond that and just say your favorite era in history uh, I would have to think about it, but probably uh, it's going to sound, this might sound really generic, but the, the Vietnam War was always really interesting to me. I took a class on the Vietnam War in, uh, at my previous school just for fun. I thought it was really interesting. Um, mm. They offered I always a whole thought, class on that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, and then also just a lot of the 
Eastern Front conflicts, specifically mm -hmm. the Winter War, uh, the Winter War of 1939 to 1940. I just thought that was also really cool. I don't know. It was it was the birth of a. Uh, it's where uh, oh shoot, uh, the deadliest sniper in 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 history was uh was kind of known for. He mm -hmm. had like 500 plus. Um, uh, uh, confirmed Soviet kills. Uh, Simo Haya, I think. I probably butchered that pronunciation, but <laughs> I remember reading about him. He was just a Finnish sniper who kind of like barricaded himself in this in this bombed out uh, little uh, farm farmhouse in the outskirts of Finland, and he just uh, and he and he lived throughout the war. Like he uh, basically, what happened was eventually the, the Soviets caught up to him. One of the soldiers threw a grenade into his little hut. And it blew off uh, half of his face, and uh, but then he still survived uh, the damage, and he lived. I think he died in like early two thousands. So I thought that was really wow. interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. And so just going back a bit, you kind of shifted from being very mock heavy on your page into doing only figure posts. What's the reason behind that? Right. So uh, it, it really was just based on uh, my accessibility to to my parts. You know. Uh, when I started doing figure posts, I was uh, at uni and I only brought my figures with me. So actually a lot of the the purple, pinkish, bluish backgrounds that you see on the first figure posts, those were just on the table in my dorm because I had my camera and I had my figures. Gotcha. And, I tried to, and I just wanted to keep posting because I feel like a lot of people in the community kind of, not a lot, but you know, maybe not as much now, but in the, in the past, a lot of the a lot of people who go to college just kind of like start quitting, I guess, and just posting. Yeah, up. that you go to college and that's it. You're MIA. Right. Yeah. Right. And I really try to not fall into that uh, category. So I just that that was mainly the main motive behind all the figure posts. And then honestly, I kind of just started enjoy. I just really enjoyed doing them. I mean, they're simple. They don't take that much time, uh, but they do provide some you know his history behind each event, uh, which I thought was really good. Um, and yeah, the background's kind of just actually just looking back on it myself. It's just some of them were taking were taken in uh, my room at home. Some of them were just taking the dorm. Some of them were just uh, one of them was outside. You know, so that, that was just kind of like history. Behind just it. something simple and easy to keep you in the hobby as you uh, working hard at college. That's cool. Right. How how do you uh, how do you kind of manage your uh, schoolwork and, and university stuff with with Lego and posting? Um, I'm at home for uh, my college, so it's a okay. 45 minute drive. So I get to, I'm with my whole collection, you know, on a day to day basis. Um, yeah, I mean, it certainly can limit your time, especially if you're trying to hold down other things. And this semester, well, the past semester with COVID, kind of freed up a lot of things in terms of actually having to be on campus for an hour and a half class that I can finish all the schoolwork for in 15 minutes, like. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely frees up a lot of time <laughs> as bad right. as it is but um yeah thankfully my i'm studying uh to be a welder so a lot of my stuff is just in person it's when i'm there that's the majority of my time that has to be spent when i come home i don't have a lot of homework it's only for my other classes for my liberal arts stuff that i have like homework really um most of the welding professors obviously i can't weld at home um but they're very minimal on like schoolwork side of things because they're they're all just very practical and like you're gonna learn this stuff 
here on the job actually working on it. I know when you go home and I give you a sheet, you're just going to do it 10 minutes before class in the parking lot with all your buddies. Like I've had a professor like straight up say that to me, like that he's like, that's why I never give homework because I know it's just going to be a bunch of crap and that all of you hate. So don't worry about it. Come here, give me your hundred 110% and then I'll send you off back home, you know? And a lot of people in my program as well are like full grown men who are working a full-time job and then come here to learn welding. So like for them, it's an additional pain to have to manage doing like a schoolwork aspect of things. But um, so yeah, I kind of already have a, a light workload to begin with that helps me manage to kind of stay engaged in the hobby. And then COVID kind of just made <laughs> blew it out the water for a lot of people, just so much free time. Right, right. That's awesome though. What, what, what made you uh, get into that? Like what made you want to do that? Um, I can't really recall like a time it all started, but I was really interested in getting into um, set design and stage design for theater performances or movies, okay. et cetera. And um, I, I was passing somewhere in the city. Um, like we literally, <laughs> like this was something on my mind for a long time and we were passing by the shop, like a garage door was open and on the side, uh, on the side of the building was a sign about them being like a stage production shop. And so there's two people outside the garage door just on the cigarette break. And I just, I walk up to them. I'm like, Hey, so like, this is a field, like I'd really love to be in. Like, I want to be working here someday kind of thing. And mm -hmm. like, where should I, what should I pursue to get myself into that? Like, should I go to like a four year college for design or do X, Y, Z? Like doing the design stuff is definitely cool for me. Like I like coming up with ideas like that, but I, I like working with my hands even more so. And they were just like, if you can weld, you'll get hired on any job site where there is. Because everyone who comes in can paint a door or whatever. They can put together some wood and to be a carpenter on the set. But unless you're unless you have the talent to weld, there's no way like that you're just gonna pick it up on the job site to weld a piece together for a set, right? Um, so after that, it totally set my sights on that. And I started looking into it more. It seemed like a really interesting field. Um, being into Lego, I've always limited my the scope of things I work on to be really tiny, like just as Lego is. And that's always how I've worked. And looking more into welding was really interesting that I could expand the scale of everything I make. Um, so I'm unlike a lot of my friends or people who are in the program who are coming at it from a very practical angle to be like, oh, I'm going to go up in Alaska, freeze my nuts off and make a bunch of money. <laughs> um, I'm coming at it just to kind of be more of a craftsman and learn the trade and use it more artistically. And with that will probably come um, a smaller financial reward. But I'm I'm still going to say I as I've gotten into the program, my sights have sort of shifted away from doing the set design and have now again gone back to making sets and stuff like that so we'll see at the end of the day i've always been more artistically declined inclined not declined <laughs> more <laughs> artistically inclined i knew i couldn't work an office job or something like that um so from i didn't i was too practical to want to go to art school for four years pay a shitload of money and then end up with a useless degree that i can't 
get hired to do anything. So having welding is like the perfect medium for me where I have this practical skill. So if times get tough, I could go work a job down at the harbor, welding shit together for nine hours and get paid $30 to do it every hour. Like it's, it's really, it's a solid career. Like it really is. Um, but That's great. ultimately like I know I could be super fulfilled with that career in a more artistic manifestation of it. So I'll, I'll send you a photo actually of uh, something I made for my final uh, this, this past semester. I made a, a table which came out pretty interesting has a neat that's design awesome. I, I, like I didn't it. know any of that yeah wow yeah <laughs> yeah thank you for asking that it was, it did was you did you take art classes or just like not art class but just art did you do different art in, in high school or um i was homeschooled through high school so oh, also didn't know that but yeah i've been homeschooled since the fourth grade and then all the way up through high school I was part of a homeschool group, so I interacted with a bunch of other people who were homeschooled, and parents would host uh, these co-op classes where people would get together, and they would teach a plethora of different things. So I've always been involved in more art stuff, um, but I, I don't have a, a talent for drawing or any of that stuff. It's always kind of stayed in the Lego realm, um, but I'm starting to look into expanding my talents there in like more traditional art. Um, in terms of painting, because now getting into more of the painting side of Lego, I'm like, this is really, really fun. So I'm trying to start doing like canvas stuff to experiment with that. But um, in terms of college, I haven't taken any art classes there just because the way my schedule works out. Um, it's a community college that's also offering the welding program. So I'm getting like a trade school and two year bachelor's degree in one, which is awesome. Because previously I was tied between either going just off to two years or going to a trade school. But um, the requirements of me to take classes, I'd have to be putting on like an extra class entirely just to go for the arts, um, which it wouldn't be terrible. I, I probably should have done it, but uh, just drawing feels like such a task for me. <laughs> so I'd, I'd never really pursued that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I just didn't know any of that. That's awesome, man. I didn't realize you uh why yeah i didn't know any of that <laughs> it's awesome i don't know what else to say like yeah go for it i mean i i guess you know, i'm going through somewhat of a similar route uh because i i do go to an art school um mm. but we still have you know uh physics and, and english courses but a lot of like my big projects for my design class or my other somewhat it's called representation but it's basically a design class we like you know make uh architectural you know abstracts well for my first semester it was, it was a lot of abstract work but yeah that's that's cool it's like you know our two art paths i guess speaking of architecture like as a kid that was in my mind for the longest time exactly like that was a hundred percent what i was going to do um until i realized how it's not lego <laughs> like you're not so free to just do whatever it's very rigid and kind of um oh yeah yeah for sure it's it's to the code it's to the books that once i really was exposed to that element of it i was like yeah that's that's really not going to work out and since since that realization i've never looked back to even consider architecture but more power to you if that's what you're passionate about i love it yeah i mean it's a i mean most schools it's a five-year undergrad yeah so there's also that 
and tuition for most universities these days is so high, yeah. uh, which is another aspect. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in for the long run. I, uh, I, I love drawing. Um, I love sketching buildings specifically. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that's not what it's all about, uh, but I do really love just like looking at buildings and how they're constructed. So uh, that that was basically my main motivation for for why I wanted to do architecture. Yeah. yeah oh, can yeah. we but, add? Can we add one segment? Like, can you cut and paste this or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Not trying to ask too much, because I think some people. Because when I said a minimum wage to pay for like the the seven hundred dollar whatever shoutouts. Uh -huh. um, the min the minimum wage in my area is fifteen dollars an hour. So oh, and can that, I? yeah. So like I'm gonna tell you in advance, I'm probably not gonna cut that back in. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. It's fine. It's, I think like some people. I to be fair, I did say I live in LA, so they they would just know that. That's fine. Yeah. It's already up to fifteen now. Uh yeah yeah nice it, it is it is absolutely not fifteen dollars in Pennsylvania I'll tell you that <laughs> is it like nine what is it yeah it's nine Dang. it's rough well, I started it's not, working at a job Georgia but yeah true I started working at a job uh the ski mountain so the only really reason I did that was to get a free season pass anyway so it's all good yeah I snowboard yeah oh. I I snowboard. Uh, well, oh. I don't. I can't even call myself a snowboarder. I used to skateboard uh, for the majority of my childhood, and then for a couple of reasons, kind of straight away from it. Um, snowboarding's always been a bucket list item. And then last year, I went once. Um, they had like a beginner course thing. I took a class, like a, where an instructor like showed you the basics, and then you just went off in this like more beginner centric area. And um, like halfway through my time of like this time slot i had to go i was like hey can i go over to like the next course like the mountain and do like the beginner courses there because like this i'm like <laughs> i'm like already used to doing this stuff and they're like no your past doesn't cover that i'm like are you kidding me but um <laughs> but i only i only went that i don't mean that the flex it was just super comfortable for me to be honest no, 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 no. yeah for sure be be the only weird part was being strapped in like that but yeah i, I loved it uh i only went once that season uh but since then i was like yeah that was the goal for this year was to have some fun snowboarding and i get a free rental because i don't have the gear and all super expensive hobby just like lego i gotta stop taking on super expensive hobbies but, <laughs> but yeah it, it's been fun so far yeah that's great how long have you been uh, snowboarding i started let's see i went to mammoth i'm not sure if you know what that is but that's like no. in northern california it's about a six hour drive or so uh, and I think that was back in, oh man, it's been a while, uh, probably 2014. Yeah. 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's when I tried snowboarding for the first time. And then I, yeah, I've only been snowboarding. I've only done it in California. So I've Got never you. really explored other areas, but I, I would Dude, like if you make it up to PA, I could get a uh, cheap passes for you to come ski here. <laughs> come snowboard oh, here. Sure. Yeah. I'm down. I, I, I usually go on like. Uh, blacks and double blacks like that's kind of my go-to oh shoot i'm not there i'm on green <laughs> i don't know is it a universal color system i don't even know it's uh green blue black double yeah. black and then yeah, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. the kind of like off course stuff so yeah the the free terrain yeah, freestyle yeah. terrain. Mm -hmm. dude i was going up the lift the other day and i don't know what possessed me in my mind but i was like i could totally like i haven't even tried jumping on the snowboard but i'm like i could totally hit that rail 
Uh, I didn't try and hit that rail, but I, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I could hit that first try. <laughs> What's it, uh, shoot, I, it's been like a year since I've, um, like that whole, what's that area called? Like just where there's rails and boxes and all that? Um, like I, think, I think it was just freestyle. Yeah, I never really did that stuff. I do remember one time I did like a, I tried doing a rail and I completely failed. I'm more of like a terrain guy. Just kind of like, yeah, love just cruising, big, you know, yeah, powders. Yeah. Also, I, I, I'm not sure if you've gone with like other people, but it is so much better just going with some bros than than just going like with yeah, your family. I it completely yet. changes the environment it's awesome. i'm looking forward to it a buddy of mine uh and his brother uh ski so next time they're up here they, they live in new york but we're arranging to meet up over there sometime soon so that'll be fun yeah that's awesome yeah i just remember like we were i was in uh like tahoe with some friends and mm-hmm. also that's also in northern california close to mammoth but yep. uh they, it was like a it was a huge snow day, uh, and then so we went. Or yeah, I don't remember a couple. I don't remember how many inches of powder, but it was crazy. And then the next day, like everything was just like, you know, six inches deep. It was so fun, and we could just kind of like go as fast as we wanted to, and just like would fall. It wouldn't even hurt because we were just like falling uh, on pillows. It was so fun. That's sweet. I had just bought these. Um, Oh, this is perfect. I can ask you questions about snowboarding that I have. Uh, I just bought these like insoles from Arch Support because literally going down once, my feet were like killing me from the boots. Um, Is that going to help me? The Arch Support insoles? Uh, Yeah. I I, I don't know. To be honest, I've never used those, so I wouldn't know. But uh, are you goofy or regular? Yeah, I'm goofy. That's why. Okay. I'm goofy too. Um, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, what like who don't know? We're not just talking like, oh my god, we're quirky. Uh, goofy is the stance. So in skateboarding and snowboarding, it's universal standard stance or, or regular is that you lead with your left foot, and then regular uh, goofy is leading with your right foot. But. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. Wait, so so you do greens, right? And yeah, like what what do you? What's the hardest part for you? Like just in general. Um. I don't know, like controlling my speed has been pretty easy um, in terms of like, I think it's just building up the comfortability right now. Like I'll, I'll bail like a little bit, like I'll slide do, to doing, um, I guess it would be S turns. Uh, yeah. Like an S, but doing it with the back foot, like if my back's exposed to being, um, I don't even know how to describe it. So like if you're going to slide to slow down, you know, and you swing your back foot out in front of you to stop. Super yeah. comfortable doing that. But if okay, I okay. do it so that my heel is like towards my back and that's how I'm sliding, um, not super comfortable doing those yet. But Oh, wait. So when you stop, uh, is it easier for you to stop on your toes or your heels? Because that would depend I'm on... on my heels. Okay. Okay. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could, yeah, that's definitely the first like the the first way to stop, and then eventually you just get comfortable with uh, like facing the the slopes, and then you would stop with your. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I was on, I had I was getting a bit more comfortable doing that, um, especially one time I almost ran over this uh, little girl, so I was, did a toe stop, and it it worked. I I was able to save that child. So. <laughs> right. 
But you only can, obviously you only can do toe stops if you're facing the slope, right? Like you can't. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, thankfully, I haven't had any bad injuries from that kind of stuff. But uh, I will admit, when there's a lot of powder, I I just I love just going just straight down. Like I just don't care how fast I'm going. I can control myself, so I don't really. I'm not really worried about hitting people. Um, but he's just going straight down. And I, I remember once I literally just jumped. It wasn't even a jump. I just randomly jumped while I was going like straight down and I just re- face planted into the snow <laughs> and I didn't feel anything. It was so fun. Oh man. For a while I was underestimating how much it would hurt. Um, the, the one thing I like compared to skateboarding is like in my mind mentally, I'm like, Oh, it won't hurt when I fall. That's the one beauty of it. But then when I hurt, uh, when I fall, I'm like, oh, yeah, that still did kind of hurt. Not as much as skateboarding, but just like, all right. Yeah, I remember I when I first started. That. Yeah, right. I remember when I first started uh, snowboarding, like, I would always fall on my, my butt. So it's yeah. just like, that was the most painful part, for sure. <laughs> uh, and it, oh, Well, yeah, and if you fell forward, I guess you'd fall on your knees, which also sucks. But that, that's anytime I've fallen forward, it's just straight to my face. <laughs> Oh really? Don't, yeah, don't no, the I, worst for me. I try to bend my knees, so then I'm just like literally physically doing it right now because I forgot. Uh, yeah, I just bend, bend my knees, and I just land on my knees. But mm-hmm. kneecaps. That's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, when you start getting used to it, um, it's so much fun. Like just doing S turns, it'll feel so smooth. You'll have control. You won't have to be aware of other people. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, I'll work on my uh, my S turns. Yeah, that's like honestly the key thing, and just switching from regular to goofy. Uh, if you can, that's, just start... that's been actually really fluid for me. That's been fun. That's good. Um, yeah, I was really <clears throat> I was really bad riding um, standard or regular, whatever um, skateboarding, but doing it on the snowboard hasn't been all too bad. So, yeah, because it just it's just uh... You get you have so much more control if you can just switch stances because then you basically mm-hmm. can kind of do S turns, you know, both ways. So you you know when to stop if someone's about to hit you or something, and you know, or not when, but you know how. So. Yep, totally. It's a good good skill. Have you ever been to California, by the way? No, not at all. I'd love to go. That, that being younger, um, I'd always wanted to go to San Diego, uh, Comic Con, and I mean even oh, before yeah. that, um being into skateboarding it was like that would be the spot so never have though someday someday comic-con's great i uh i went there like three years ago with a friend um it's really crowded like that would definitely that'll definitely be the last thing to reopen after all this yeah Yeah. it was nuts i remember just getting kind of lost because you can't even see the booths like there's Mm -hmm. some sections i was in where it's just there's so many people. The only way you can see like which booth you're going to is like looking up. The above huge everyone. signs, yeah. Yeah, it was. I was talking to it briefly um, about that with Sam and Hunter, but um, going to the New York Comic Cons, I've gone there all the time. The past oh, couple yeah, years, never, gotten, they've they gotten pretty whack. But huh. where where are they in New York? Uh, the yeah. Javits Center. Uh, I don't know. My it first time going to New York was uh, Hall there. Oh, that's cool. Um, my first time going to New York was in August for school. So that wow. was pretty- yeah, so you're really fresh to it. That's awesome though. 
Yeah, I bike around. Then, I do a lot of bike rides. I bike around like Brooklyn. They go over the Brooklyn Bridge, and then I kind of like bike. I do like laps around Central Park. That's kind of like nice, nice yeah. workout stuff. But dude, we we're for real gonna link. I'll be uh in the city later this month. Let's let's make it happen. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm totally down. Um, uh, we're like, I mean, I can just tell you. We, we'll we talk about it after. <laughs> Yeah, it's in the. It, I, I can disclose. I mean, it's in the Clinton Hill section. Of okay. Brooklyn. Yeah, that's basically where I am. Yeah, I'm like over in the Ridgewood area, Ridgewood, Brooklyn, whatever. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking, because um, I've been doing Postmates as my job over winter break, because all my other jobs are kind of like booked or just mm-hmm. like because of COVID, everyone's looking for a job right now. Um, it's honestly not a bad job. Like, I was kind of surprised. Uh, the the I mean, I guess it depends on the area for sure. Uh, right. But if you get good tips, like I made like 150 in like five hours last night of just like constantly delivering. It was great. Nice. It was, uh, yeah. I and just you just ran riding for it? No, no, no. I, I drive. So I just drive. All right. But they don't cover your gas, mm. uh, which, which is another kind of crappy thing. But just thinking about, I was just thinking about it. I remember when I've ordered <laughs> Postmates. This is so random. Uh, ordered Postmates in New York and like it gets there in like five minutes because all those people just use those uh, electric bikes so they yeah. don't actually yeah yeah, yeah. they gas. don't actually obey traffic laws <laughs> yeah 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 and they get there and it's like you know steaming hot because they just got it from there so, hell yeah it was funny that's good all right man Th- this has been really good you want to move on to the copper drop yeah for sure for sure hell yeah so, hopping into Copper Drop here, I have a special lineup for you. Uh, since you are the merchandise king, we're only doing merchandise, all right? Uh, no actual bricks involved this time. But uh, first up isn't a product yet. It was like a teaser on the person's story, trying to gauge some interest. But we have the Brick Tactical shirt. How are you feeling about that? Let me read off the text. Uh, like, made precise. Yeah. Made right, made precise, made American with a big old MP5. How are you feeling on that? Is that a cop or a drop? I don't know. It's it just depends on like what where where you're gonna like wear it like and for like what I guess I don't know. Uh, Sorry, yeah, ladies, I mean, but the brick tactical shirt stays on during sex. Yeah, I definitely don't wear that if you go on a date or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll say cop just because. Of the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to set the standards. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not that bad. I like kind of how it... Um, I like the skeleton not, design on the MP5. Yeah, and it's not just like all out there, just like, this is Lego. Like, you'd have to kind of... I, I really don't like like the shirts where it's just like, this is Lego. I kind of like incorporating yeah. like different aspects of it. Yeah, I'm with you there. I get you. Alrighty. Next up, we have the Brickmania face mask with the white Brickmania logo on it. <laughs> How much do they charge? It's like $10. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely a drop for me. Uh, you can buy a medical mask, which are the ones that actually do stuff. I know that uh, some cloth masks, like I saw a video of some guy, uh, it was a while ago, but he uh, he lit a candle, right? And he had a cloth yeah, mask on. And he could blow it out. Yeah, blew through that. it and he could blow it out, right? And but with medical masks, you can blow as hard as you want, and they it doesn't do that. Like it wouldn't. Yep. So my my answer is that is just if you if you have a mask, just buy a medical one. They're one dollar. They're a dollar each, like 
it's just the best. I think it's solution. even cheaper when you're buying a case, but yeah, yeah, probably. So last up here, brick man merch. Is that a cop or a drop? I I just want to know: Have you copped your own merch? Do you actually have a piece physically yet? Uh, no, <laughs> I, have, I have not. Yeah, I probably should. Man. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I mean, okay. I think the idea behind it is pretty cool, even though I'm the one who thought of it. <laughs> uh, I don't. I have you ever like have you ever seen propaganda like you know mil, World War II I posters? I've never seen the Russian one, but the make them the not a make America great again. The <laughs> America needs you, Uncle Sam, whatever one that that yeah. one I've seen before. Really, in a Lego version? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I've seen okay. it Lego fied too. I'm pretty sure it was the one Eclipse Graphics made was Legofied. Oh, uh, okay. Well, at the time, because I think I thought of that like two, I don't know, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Uh, I didn't know. I, I really thought that was like the only, that was the first time someone's done that. So I thought, yeah, I was just trying to be I super think, original. I think Vic had his out for a while. But either way, I mean, there's uh, okay. so much the overlap in thought in the community. Like you can't knock somebody and be like, oh, you copycatted this. Like you can't say that right off the bat. Like. If you've never seen another one, I mean, that is your idea. That's cool. And it, it came out nice. The designs are actually pretty good. Thank you. I personally think they could be a little better. <laughs> um, and I could have just provided a larger variety of, like, designs, not just mm. two, which could definitely help. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you're interested, it's it's the link and it's the first link. Actually, I don't even think it's the link in my profile because uh, I have my YouTube on. I know. when you, If you go to my page, the Brickman on Instagram – uh, when it says new merch, you can just go to click that and swipe up and you can yeah. check it out for yourself. I try to keep the prices really re- reasonable. Like I really don't make it, if I sell any because I've only sold like five. Uh, I really don't make like that much from it because Teespring takes a lot. It's really it was really just kind of like a fun experiment. Yep. But yeah, it's like hop. You're going to pull up to Brick Fair decked out in Brickman merch. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, I I have thought about uh, expanding that theme of just because I I know um, uh, uh, Eclipse Graphics I think did a couple of posters like that and TMC did that. Yeah. It kind of like became like a popular thing. Like uh, I I think I've seen a, a poster, a Lego version of one of those posters from every company because uh, mm-hmm. they must sell well or or are easy to print because it that wouldn't it wouldn't make sense why they all did it. I will admit, some of them are pretty horrendous. <laughs> uh, not, I can tell some of them, they must have spent at least, no more than like 30 minutes on the design. But uh, yeah, it's just a cool little thing. Fun thing For sure. But yeah, it was really great having you on, Martin. Uh, thank you so much for being on. It was a great conversation. Um, any for sure, last man. words for the viewers here? Well, I guess oh. listeners, I should say. Right. Uh uh, you can check me out on the, uh, the dot Brickman on Instagram, the Brickman on YouTube, uh, and the Brickman on Flickr. Uh, if you're interested in looking at my other content, yeah. Um, also check Cop out his merch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't have to. Just, just try to. If you're interested in history or just you know love love history and Lego, I think my uh, my page and many others would be great for that. Uh, check out Billy's page as well. He makes some great mods and some great figures so yeah thank you for having me it was it was a great time yeah thank you man
And that wraps up my conversation with Martin. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes or suggest the podcast to a friend. I want to give a huge thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon.com. We have Seth, Luger Enthusiast, Tupolev, Mike, and Justin. And I really can't thank you all enough for your support. If you're interested in supporting the Patreon as well, there is a link in the link tree on our Instagram bio, which will lead you directly to our Patreon. And make sure to come back next week as we talk with YT underscore Neo.